0: back everyone. Today we're proud to present our 20th overall episode of Setting the Scene. I'm your host as usual Michael and for this episode we're bringing back Tarun who from last episode joined us. Tarun is a member of the Pre-Med Scenes Executive Committee and today we're going to be discussing leadership as a student. The perspectives and the experiences we've taken away from over the years but before we hop into that Tarun do you want to give yourself a quick introduction?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Thanks, Michael, for having me again on the podcast. Uh, Just a few things about me is that I'm a upcoming senior at Rutgers University. Uh, I'm a finance major on the the pre-med track, my apologies. And uh, I'm just very excited to
0: be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So let's start off with maybe discussing some of the leadership experiences that we've had and taking some time to reflect on them. Can you share some of the ones that maybe you might be going on currently or any of them in the past that you've previously held?
1: Yeah, sure. So a lot of my experiences are kind of centered around mentoring and also just like things that I'm kind of like interested or passionate about. So just to name a few, um, I was a night ambassador for Rutgers where we pretty much managed and mentored and supervised like around a group of students that are around like 13 or Four, like 15 students in a group and just pretty much helping like freshman or transfer students ease like their transition to Rutgers University just getting them familiar with like Rutgers as like facilities um I was a project coordinator for uh, breakthrough mentoring so I pretty much um was in charge of coming up with ideas to promote the company but also helping the uh, breakthrough community like um through any mentoring activities or any mentoring programs and just managing that whole like system. Uh, and of course, I'm part of the pre-med team. I'm part of the executive committee member where we pretty much uh, manage like the day to day tasks for like um, make it um, for coming up with like ideas and pitching them to the founders, uh, pretty much maintaining the relationships between the interns and also just trying to find other um, organizations that we could partner up with that like would love to um, start a program or just like you know um, that we share like a similar uh, goal or interest. Um, other than that I'm part of Ruby which starts for which which stands for Rutgers University Business for Youth which is very much a mentoring program for business students to mentor high school students about business like uh, I, just like a general overview of business so I'm a lead mentor for that and on the analytics committee and I pretty much just go over um I'm, I pretty much go over like the status of like all the high school mentees like whether they're completing their assignments and all and also just manage like the mentors like whether like you know whether they can come on like a certain date to the mentor their like group and all and uh I'm a treasurer for Rutgers uh, American Medical Student Association or AMSA, and just pretty much managing the money for the club and just trying to find new ways to fundraise. And uh, just that's about it. I have a few more, but they're pretty much like around like the same kind of
0: positions. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Sounds like you have quite a bit of experience um, over the years. And just before going into reflection over personal growth, what do you really enjoy most about being the leader is it the flexibility is it the um, kind of creativeness that you're able to exercise with deciding we're going to pursue this idea instead of this one things like that what exactly do you find most uh, rewarding for me it's pretty much like the
1: way that i can give back to the organization just because Like to be a leader, you have to know what the organization is. You have to be part of the, like kind of part of the organization, just to like kind of be familiar with like the members and all. So just, um, being part of the organization and being, when wanting to give back is pretty much like what kind of like makes me want to be a leader. And also on top of that, of course, the creative, like freedoms I have to, to give back to the members and to the club that has helped me out throughout the years
0: yeah i'm sure that's a pretty rewarding uh, way to not only give back but do so in a way that reflects your you know personality or ideas mm-hmm. um, if you know outside of those kind of positions and experiences a lot of times you already have a set number of tasks to complete and those aren't necessarily going to be ones that you know you might have actually contributed to so being a leader is much more different because you make what you we'll see on later um definitely agree it's a pretty unique way to to give back also to the organization like you mentioned so mm-hmm. from that since starting these leadership positions and by the way was this around your sophomore freshman when do you usually get involved with all of these
1: so I kind of just started to get involved with organizations during like soft, like uh, freshman year spring like when we started to go online um that's when I started to get kind of more involved in organizations just because I wanted to keep in touch with like people at Rutgers but also meet new people like around the world and being remote really gave me the opportunity to do that with like a lot of remote programs popping up and also just more clubs kind of transitioning to like the online or like the remote like environment so just that like really made me like want to like explore more clubs and opportunities during my freshman spring semester.
0: So from there, reflecting on, I mean, that point in time, spring of uh, freshman year up till now, going into your senior year, what kind of personal growth have you seen and, and how has it shaped your, maybe your demeanor in terms of how you network, in terms of how you come across to people, really anything in terms of personal growth? I mean, for me, um, in the beginning, like when I when I was a
1: freshman, I was really shy when it like when it came to talking to like new people and all. So really, like being able to be a leader in a club really helped me like break out of my bubble and also like it it makes it I feel so natural kind of just reaching out to people now and like kind of like it feels like second nature just talking to people and like just having conversations with members and you know just helping me to be like more sociable in a sense
0: um but yeah that's pretty much it and I was going to talk uh, more about networking to find these positions you kind Mm -hmm. of touched on it earlier um since you did jump into these spring of your freshman year around when the pandemic hit it was the virtual push the influx of all of those new teams, just like the pre-med scene, actually, mm-hmm. um, who you're able to join in from really any place in the country or maybe even in different countries. Um, outside of the push for virtual teams, are there any other ways, tips, um, stories of networking to find positions like these that you have?
1: Um, so when it came to like clubs and all, um, it pretty much was just like, you know, attending the club events, just being like an active member. And if they see that, and if, if they see you like putting in effort, they would, of course, like consider you for a leadership position just because they know that you would want to give back and kind of add on to the club. Um, first up out of the club, such as like mentoring positions and stuff. I had, um, Rutgers has like a job like site kind of, so or like a get involved site where like you could kind of find all these opportunities. Um, but, um, other than that, like stuff that wasn't like kind of associated with the uh, the university, I kind of just found them on like Instagram and the pre-med scene was one of those opportunities. And since then the pre-med scene has given me like so much experiences and like, like, um, more confidence in myself when it came to like leadership experience, um, and uh, as a whole.
0: Definitely. When you talk about how you're able to exercise some creativity, pitch new ideas um, to the founders on the pre-med scene, could you maybe throw out, and I think there's been quite a few developments, like for example, with the consulting program, with yeah. the research competition, can you mm-hmm. talk about the process of pitching those ideas and the development thereafter?
1: Yeah, so um, I'll give like an example of like what I worked on. So one of like the programs that we offered that I kind of pitched to the founders was the journal club and um so what pretty much happened was I was pr- our part of a uh, journal club and I met Christina and Christina was asking for help for like from students and all so I thought this would be like a great opportunity for the founders to work with Christina to not only like solidify the program but also give like more like uh help to students in a sense just because um giving more like structure to the program so when I first pitched to the founders, really thought like it was a great idea. And like, uh, I was kind of just um, a point of contact between Christina and the founders. And I pretty much try, uh, Christina was a big part of this and she was a great help. And I pretty much uh, try to um, give ideas to Christina that we would both agree on just to make sure that we both like have like the same vision for the club or like the journal club and uh, then we kind of started going into the structure of the club what we want to do during the club and just um, From there we launched like a pilot program just to see any feedback and any like um, uh, Improvements that we could uh, change um, For the program and from there um, we uh, pretty much rolled out the club to everyone else and um, honestly uh, like um, I have seen like it has been like a big success so far, so I'm glad of like how it turned out and how many people were like so excited to like be part of it.
0: Yeah, that's um that's really I think using your resources and turning it into what was a really popular program with the pre-med scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you need? Yeah. You and, get- like, and
1: like working with those kind of people like such as Christina, they're like such a great help because they they, no, they also want to give back to the community and be really helpful. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Christina was like such a great part and like such a huge part of like the program, and it was really helpful on like how much creativity, like freedom that she gave us. And of course, like we would like want to check back with Christina like whether she approves of these like changes and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, it is really helpful when you're able to find a professional. I mean, it could be a physician, it could be, Any kind of healthcare professional could be someone who, just like Christina, knows what they're doing when they talk about research. Um, Professionals like that, people with expertise, are really helpful to the student population. So Mm -hmm. we're really glad to have her um, helping so much. With that said, um, I think more than anything, we can all agree, being um, in a way almost stubborn with how. ambitious you are as a leader, right? because you're going to be facing um, you're going to be facing conflict you're going to be facing adversity and you as a leader are really the only one there or the assigned one I guess um, assigned to yourself, right you hold yourself accountable to get past that. So being ambitious um, perseverant, all of those words, all of those qualities are definitely attributes of leaders and I'm sure we all know that. But especially over the pandemic, um, for now, setting the pandemic aside, just in general, adaptability is a really big attribute, a really big quality that sometimes might go unnoticed, um, but every leader, I'm sure, does notice it once they get around to the learning curve they have to go through. By definition, leaders lead others, and each team is, is unique, so you're going to have different personalities, interests, and ambitions on the team. And um, with that said, it's going to be a different mix, different demographic you might be dealing with. So, I mean, with that said, there are so many different variables and factors that each team is going to be different. In the end, the leaders have to adapt to that and use their talents and strengths the best they can, optimize those. You named quite a few of your leadership experiences across mentorship, the pre-med scene, um clubs too do you have any any scenarios in mind where you were able to adapt to different personalities and talents on a team maybe scenarios that you weren't unsure or that you were unsure of at the time but later on figured out
1: i'm sorry i can repeat the question it was adaptability of like just like working with teams
0: adaptability of how you're able to um best maximize and make use of the talents on the team while you know considering their personalities just in general considering the the diversity on a team adapting to that
1: yeah so pretty much um you know we have to like take into account like everyone's like schedule and like what they have going on in the day so uh being able to have such a diverse team really gives us a way to kind of bolster the creativity of like each organization so um if you're um so at the start of the pandemic we um were able to meet like pre-meds like all across like the um like nationally We, we were able to meet them um all over the place and they had like amazing ideas that i haven't seen like locally and we have pretty much implemented it um into the organization, which has been like such a huge success, such as like the consulting program. And um, just being able to talk with these kind of people, it was just like very fascinating about like how these like, or like ideas came to be and just like like how, that um, like kind of like the story behind it pretty much. And the adaptability aspect of that is like being able to have open mind and being able to accept new ideas um is like such a great like a way to look at it pretty much just because of like you know you you are stuck in like your room during the pandemic and like you don't know like um you, you didn't know these ideas beforehand because you've been like kind of sticking to like local like opportunities and all and then all of a sudden like you hear all these like nationally ideas like national like organizations talking about like these ideas and it's just such a great experience just to you know like you get that like wow moment like how 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 did this like come to be pretty much
0: there's a lot more qualities we have to say or add um to what a leader does um but adaptability just to the point that you mentioned it's it's definitely one that we've kind of been forced into um and i mean it's made for growth in the end um one thing I did wanna talk about, and feel free to add anything that you'd like to to run on this, but I know that you have mentioned uh, quite a few times about how this has expanded your horizons. This has expanded the opportunities you've been able to access, particularly being um, that you got started in your freshman, or in spring of your freshman year with teams like the pre-med scene, um, other virtual teams. Do you feel that the virtual format allowed you to expand your horizons, allowed you to network better? Um, And when you do find these opportunities, what was it like in the beginning in terms of deciding, okay, I'll go with this team instead of this team? Yeah, so
1: when I first, like, like at the start of the pandemic, I didn't really have like too many like opportunities. So you can't really be picky about like, you know, you want this team or that team. So I am really gracious of like getting these like opportunities and it did, and being um, more remote really did allow me to expand my horizons and network with like different doctors around um, the country and just kind of get their experiences and just to actually see whether like medicine is for me, honestly, and talking with these kind of professionals and networking with these professionals really um, gave me more perspective pretty much on my personal journey, I guess.
0: Yeah, I can definitely relate to all of that. And I remember finding mine, um, I think it was, it was early 2021 or so, um, mm-hmm. when I really began to ramp up on finding extracurriculars because I noticed, you know, outside of academics, you know, I was involved in extracurriculars, but it was just kind of the... Um, cliche extracurriculars like things that you wouldn't necessarily find too meaningful you wouldn't get too much reward out of them um, because those experiences help you really maintain continuity when you're able to feel rewarded and um, like the the hand that you help out with is being a a big contribution in the end Um, it really is helpful to continue on with that it's motivational so I remember it was around March, maybe February, and I began to ramp up with things like um, volunteering at a literacy center uh, for health literacy classes. I'm still doing that to this day, planning on continuing that to the day that I hopefully go to medical school. Um, And it's been such a great experience. I've seen how a lot of students had a lot of curiosity. The course wasn't offered for something like health literacy. It was never offered um, before that and um, I had a few stories of students, like I remember one in specific, I'm in Texas, so it's pretty close to the um, border, and one of my students, he goes over um, down to Mexico to visit his gastroenterologist, his physical therapist. We had a few, actually, we had a few sessions before he made those visits. He usually will go like every month, I think, maybe twice every month, Um, so he takes those visits pretty frequently, but before he had a visit one month, we were going through, um, a lecture on the musculoskeletal system. We also went through a lecture on the gastro, uh, gastrointestinal system. And we went through the anatomy, the physiology, diseases, disorders, all of that. Um, just so that the, I could educate them for informational purposes. I would include a disclaimer also, um, on all of the presentations, but he really did thank me after um, going in because he felt so much more knowledgeable to what was going on, what were the professionals talking about. He was able to engage in a really informative and um, really just a discussion that he was able to understand what was going on exactly. Um, And also on top of that, he was able to ask the right questions, knowing what is what he was able to ask the right questions. So it really did help him out, and I really will, will remember that till you know, maybe the the day I become a doctor. Hopefully later on, um, it was pretty motivational to hear that. I also had a few other stories, but maybe I'll save them for a later episode. Oh, come on,
1: Michael, one
0: <laughs> one
1: more story. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I did have, and this was a really interesting one. Um, I did have another one who was I don't remember the exact position that they, like the title that they had, but something in ergo economics where they help out with um, like, I think it was occupational therapy. I forgot her exact position, but she was another student of mine. And at the time we were talking about, um, I forgot the exact name of the topic, but it was something about workplace injuries, something like that. I think we were on the musculoskeletal system and I was doing like a, um, a subtopic under that. Um, She had a lot to say and there was a really great discussion during that time she talked about her experiences at work and how it lined up with what she saw later that present in that presentation she talked about all of this after the class. Um, So again, it was another point in time where I was like wow you know I'm able to relate this with careers that people are actually doing and they're able to on top of that gain a little out of it she was learning some new things that I mentioned during that presentation. So another time that I was really motivated to continue on. Overall, it's been just like a really tightly knit family unit at that literacy center. It's a pretty small place, but um, there are quite a few students who need it. So um, I'm glad I could be part of that. And then outside of that, also here at the pre-med scene being a project director, I remember in the very beginning before I was a project director, this was in summer of last year. It's almost been one year. That's been pretty crazy to think of. Um, since I've joined the pre-med scene, but I was a session host helping out with the virtual shadowing sessions. And this Mm -hmm. kind of carried over into being the host for this podcast, Mm -hmm. um, that public speaking. So I was helping out with virtual shadowing sessions and I was just kind of in the beginning in awe of, wow, I'm talking to actual physicians in so many different fields and so many different positions. I remember there were physicians who were like, the board members of these academies and societies in pediatrics and other um, pretty highly uh, respected um, associations. So I was really just honored to be talking to them. It really built up my public speaking skills. And not only that, but also the literacy center uh, classes. They did too. Having to instruct them every week on Fridays, wow. it was a pretty... Um, great experience for public speaking, something I actually fell into liking after a while. And um, and then from there, branched off into being a project director with this podcast. Since then, we've hit now 20 episodes, like I mentioned earlier. So um, it's been great. And then outside of that, I've done a few other things like um, with mentorship also, but uh, I haven't, been too in contact with that um, they have cycles for a association or organization i should call um, called stem without boundaries The abbreviation is swb and this is the last one i'll talk about but just quickly mm-hmm. they have positions as directors and these directors will manage what we call chapter operations the whole idea and the whole mission behind that organization stem without boundaries is to have stem nights so these STEM nights, and this is open to actually high schoolers, to elementary schools, middle schools, they will spread the word about, you know, how engaging and fun STEM is to encourage people to get into STEM oriented careers. Um, I think they've had a lot of numbers over the years. I think they started in, it's been a few years now. I don't know exactly when they started in, but they've definitely progressed and grown as an organization. I'm really happy to be a part of that. But as a director of chapter operations, what you do is you help out with those STEM nights. Those STEM nights are one night um, or maybe even two night events where they will get together speakers from different organizations and they will speak on different topics, um, maybe computer science, maybe uh, human medicine, maybe um, robotics. Those are a few examples. And they get great, great speakers from great clubs, organizations, those elementary, high school, and middle school students are able to have that exposure. And I think they've done quite a few chapters was what they call them um, for those hosting a STEM night. So all in all, I will help out with the operations behind that, getting them ready for the STEM night, getting them in contact with these places, these organizations um, to speak. So it's a really great and structured process. Um, There's a lot to do, but at the same time, the the leadership there at the organization um, above me, they keep everything so organized and, um, and just fluid, which is great when I work on a team that helps a lot with things. So those are a few of my experiences. I'm glad I could share them on the podcast here. One more thing that maybe we could discuss is around any tips that we have for others trying to join in on these leadership experiences. So really in general, for me, I would just say, put yourself out there. When you contact someone, try to keep in contact with them. It could be a student, it could be a peer, could be a um, professor, it could be a um, lab instructor, really just anyone, because a lot of times those people will pick up on things, will hear opportunities, you can get yourself involved in the most successful and the best um, leaders that i've met over my time just in terms of peers are oftentimes the ones who are best networked so as cliche as it does seem to mention that i think it really and truly is the best way to get around and find out hey where can i go to maybe um, help out as a leader other than that I mean, just be diligent with yourself. Don't let yourself slap behind on things like school um, because a lot of times if you're going to be dedicating yourself to a leadership position, school is going to be something that has to become more manageable so that you do make time for a position like that. And also um, build yourself outside of leadership positions. Sometimes it's good to have service and, and um Just, yeah, service-oriented experiences. Being a leader is not always the name of the game all the time. So um, acknowledging that is really helpful in in learning the process because sometimes being on the other side of the table, being mentored or guided by a leader is just as helpful. That's all I have to say. Um, Trun, do you want to add on to that? Yeah, it's just
1: like, as Michael said, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and just, you know, be sure it's something that you're passionate about and see, uh, see yourself like supporting in the long-term pretty much. And um, yeah, uh, I feel like you covered a lot of like, uh, I, I, feel, I feel like you covered uh, pretty much all of it.
0: All right, sounds good. So I guess we'll wrap up the podcast there. Thank you again for everyone listening in for joining us today. And thank you again, Turin, for um, taking some time to join us for this 20th episode. We're really happy to hit this milestone and we hope to see um, many, many more episodes ahead of us We have quite a few series and and episodes that we're hoping to launch and plan for um, around topics like these. So stay tuned to those of you who are listening. We're going to be, again, if you're unfamiliar, publishing these episodes every other Friday. So um, uh, twice or once every two weeks, I should say. Um, Stay tuned and we'll be releasing more episodes as the future weeks come by. But thank How's you. Again, good, thank
1: you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity.
0: Of course. All right. Thank you, everyone. Looking forward to have you at our next episode soon.